Welcome to the Real Estate in Your Underwear podcast. Have questions about real estate you just need answered? Great. Thanks to Facebook Live, you can get all of your questions answered from the comfort of your home. Submit questions to our Facebook page or email them to us at beers.team at bhhsamb.com. For now, grab some snacks, pop a drink, and stay lounging. This is Real Estate in Your Underwear. Enjoy the show. We're live. All right. Welcome, everybody. It's Thursday. It's 10 a.m. So here we are again, episode nine of Real Estate in Your Underwear. Uh, today we have a very special guest. How did you make it here? You got taxes going on. You got you got to be so busy. Uh, we got Jim Herbert here uh, with Darce Brunin Associates, uh, my personal CPA. Um, so thank you for joining us, Jim. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. I know there's a lot more important things going on, like the NCAA tournament. And That's right. Potholes and flooding, but <laughs> yes, absolutely. But we can talk a little taxes too on top of all that. That's right. You know, life still goes on and we still got to pay our taxes. And um, so I know a lot of you um, are worried about other things and, and really thinking about other things and don't want to think about taxes. But at the end of the day, you know, it's very important to understand, you know, what we owe and, and, and how we can um, plan uh, to, to pay our dues, um, you know, because there's only two truths in life and that's death and taxes. <laughs> um, so, um, we wanted to give you guys, uh, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes today of some great information that you can use, um, if you haven't done your taxes yet this year, um, but also for planning ahead. Um, um, Jim, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we get right into this? Sure, sure. I've been uh, a long, long time ago, back in high school, I decided I wanted to be an accountant, as strange as that may be. It's a lifelong some, dream. Some people wanted to be baseball players and astronauts, <laughs> and I guess I wanted to be an accountant, so that's the baseline for me. But I've been doing this for about 13 years. Okay. Um, I enjoy what I do. I like the public accounting side. I get to visit with clients and, and kind of advise them and consult. That's what I enjoy doing the most. Yeah. And uh, this year has been more exciting than any other year because of the uh, change in the tax reform back in December of 17 that affected a lot of us uh, individuals and businesses in 2018. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of the changes I'm sure some of you have who have filed already have seen uh, the results of that. I hope uh, some of you took the time to prepare. Maybe you didn't. But some of the things we're seeing uh, that has been surprising a lot of people is the change in their W-2. Mm-hmm. The big thing that happened this year is that they lowered the income tax rates for individuals. That's single filers, married filing jointly, married filing separately. So when they lowered the income tax rates on your tax return, they also lowered the federal withholding rates on your W-2s. Mm-hmm. So that was a way to get more money into people's bank accounts throughout the year versus getting the large refund right. at the end of when they file their taxes. Right. Uh, that's created some shock for some folks because yeah. they're used to getting the two to three to five thousand dollar refund. Yeah, maybe they're only getting one, two, or three thousand because, right. uh, and they may feel like they got short side short sighted on this tax reform. Of course, when actually maybe they do, if they just need to go back and look, they probably took more money in. And, Absolutely. Uh, so that was the the two big changes were the tax rates, uh, the withholding. They also changed some things that may got people a little uncomfortable was uh, itemization versus the standard deduction. Uh-huh. Um, they essentially doubled the standard deduction for 
um, taxpayers. So last year it was 12000 This year, uh, if you didn't have enough money or expenses to itemize, they gave you 24000 for a married couple. Yeah. That could benefit folks, but it could also be a detriment to some people because uh, many of us um, had large real estate taxes here in Omaha and Nebraska. Yep. Uh, we're still at that age where we're paying pretty high uh, mortgage interest. Yep. Um, if we didn't get, and then they took away some deductions, some unreimbursed business expenses. So like uh, if you weren't getting reimbursed for your mileage or your meals or other out-of-pocket expenses, that was taken away. Yeah. And so a lot of people lost some deductions because of that, right. but some people did gain. Uh, right. The other big thing that made up for that is they actually doubled the child care credit from about $1,000 to $2,000 per child. Kids. Yes, yes. And before- Avery, Mason, love you. Appreciate that. <laughs> And real quick, before they, uh, a lot of us in our income ranges, we phased out of that credit. It's phased mm-hmm. out at $100,000 for married couples. Uh, that in fa- income phase out now is 400000 So if you're a family uh, of five, two, yeah. you know, three kids and you and your wife, that's a $6,000 credit, $2,000 for yeah. each kid that you're getting off the, off the top of your tax return. Yeah. That's a big so, number. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, if you were able to to let about 10% of that sink in, you're probably better than most, right? <laughs> so I think the, the lessons I'm getting from hearing you, and, and every time we talk, mm-hmm. Jim, the lessons that, that I hear is, you know, y- you got to rely, and I say this a lot, and for those of you that have watched, Joe, I know you're watching, hopefully. <laughs> is Joe watching? We got John and Shelby. Okay, all right. I thought Joe would be watching. Maybe next time, Joe, but, uh, you know, I always say this, but I think the key uh, to success in life is to surround yourself with people smarter than you. Uh, I always say that I'm I'm not very good at anything. My, my sister told me I need to stop saying I suck, but I'm good at what I'm good at, right? And the things that I'm not good at, I need to align myself with people that are excellent at it. And that's why, you know, Jim and I talk so much and Jim's been doing my taxes for quite some time now. And every year it gets easier. That's the plan. That's the plan. That's the idea. Exactly. Ed- educate the taxpayer. Uh, every year it makes my job easier. Um, it makes them more comfortable. Uh, it gets them to understand the, the lingo of our profession as well. Yeah. And realistically, I would advise people if they are using a tax professional, try to meet with them at least two times a year. For at sure. A minimum. You know, one being the time when you drop off your tax stuff. Let them know what happened. Yeah. And the uh, other just to kind of get caught up with going what's going on with your life sometime during the summer and maybe there may be some tax planning opportunities to avoid any owing or penalties, et cetera. Right. Yeah. It's amazing how much you can get ahead or, or fall behind uh, just by doing a little bit of homework and, and doing a little preparation. Absolutely. Now you were talking a little bit, we were talking a little bit before we came on live here um, about um, the changes um, really affecting uh, those folks that are preparing their filings themselves mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe going through uh, one of these big programs that just gives you kind of a setup and you got to go through the whole thing. Correct. Correct. Uh, Consumer Reports put out an article and I'll, I'll get you a link. We'll get a link. Sure yeah. About 41% of all people prepare their own tax returns uh, online through some medium, whether it's... What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Pay someone. And it is a, it's good if you if you got the basic W two, but if yeah. you're in a situation where something has changed, you bought a house, you had a you had a baby, you yeah. sold a business, or you're looking to buy a business, 
Uh, sometimes those aren't the best uh, resources for individuals. Yeah. Uh, Consumer Reports article found that uh, they had they found a number of issues with at least four of the big online tax prep softwares, yeah. uh, almost going as far as saying that they will not endorse them uh, sim- for simple errors. And the big reason is is the tax code did change so drastically, and they have not updated their software. So they're not keeping up with the current tax code. Correct. Uh, it could cause some errors, in some cases, uh, some nasty errors. If you're filing for a credit this year, especially this year, the IRS is really coming down on anybody claiming a child tax credit, yeah. uh, dependent-type credit, uh, earned income credit, tuition credit. If you get those wrong in those software, um, you could get a you could get a notice, and it could be come along with a penalty. So mm. anytime you have those scenarios, it's important to make sure you're maybe visiting with somebody yeah. uh, while you're preparing it on computer. Or uh, Consumer Reports goes as far as to say that you should could should consult uh, a tax professional if you are a business owner yeah. or have some sort of side job uh, that right. uh, may require a little more input. Oh yeah, I think as a small business owner, you know your taxes can be your best friend or your worst enemy, right? Absolutely. Um, I know that's. Um, I, I think a lot of people uh, that we align with um, kind of are in that boat. You know, we're mm-hmm. uh, if you're anything like me, you know you. you you want um, to be the master of your own destiny. So the thing I love about what I do is, you know, we, we only eat what we kill, as they say. You know, as a real estate professional, we, um, I don't get paid until, you know, a house closes. Mm-hmm. Um, so for our clients, we have to follow them from, it doesn't stop at the contract. We have to make sure that they know what they're doing from contract all the way through to closing. And um, it, it's our job to make sure that our clients understand what that process means and, and help them navigate all the way through. Um, and uh, so, again, we're the masters of our own destiny. And, but with that, there are some challenges because you're kind of on an island. Mm-hmm. So um, understanding the tax codes and, and how they affect you, man, so important. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of the changes uh, that there's so many changes that have happened. Yeah, I mean, in our profession, we've just kind of they've just made small changes. We've been able to to pretty much go with the flow. Yeah. This year, they really did a 90 degree turn on us, and we've yeah. been somewhat drinking from the fire hose here, trying to with take it all in with the straw, <laughs> right? But we're getting there, and and we're we're here to help people who who are looking at their returns. That's the other thing. The returns look completely different from what you're used to. Yeah. It's no longer that long page form. They've they've Plunk it down, yeah, and then put it into a bunch of sub schedules, and that can be for confusing for folks. Now, I heard from a friend. Uh, there, there was they were talking to a, a another a CPA, and they said that they had there they had so many files on their desk, and and they were so backed up because of these changes that um, they ninety percent of their returns were going to be um, um, delayed. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, extended. Extended. Yeah. They were going to have to file extensions. Um, are we going to see a lot of that? A lot of people having to file extensions? Uh, yeah, that's always a possibility. Um, some people just are natural extenders just because they, <laughs> they procrastinate. You know um, who you are out there. But there are just there are folks that uh, we want to tiptoe through this stuff. There's yeah. a lot of landmines out there these days. As, prefer- as, as preparers, we want to make sure we're, we're walking through everything. Some yeah. of the big rule changes that may affect business owners, uh, 
real estate folks as yourself yeah. is depreciation. For um, sure. They've, they've created a lot of tax benefit with depreciation. But boy, if you get it wrong, it could be a landmine that could come yeah. back and bite you. Yeah. And so you want to make sure you take your time with that stuff. And, yeah. and if that means extending, so be it. Now, an yeah. extension is an extension to file. It's not an extension to pay. So if you do extend and you know you have a liability, you need to work with your CPA to get your best estimate paid in. Yeah. Uh, because there could be some penalty and interest that goes along with not paying at the time you yeah. file your extension. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We finally did a good job of that this year, didn't we? Uh, excellent job. We got got you all coached up. Way to go, Shelby. Okay, all right. <laughs> so Shelby did a great job. Thank you, honey. You're the best. Uh, <laughs> that's actually absolutely true. Uh, okay, um, anything else? So I know we want to get into rentals. Sure. Um, I think that's something that, that I'm really passionate about. Any, anybody that knows me, um, you know, Shelby and I have, have just started to get into the, mm-hmm. the rental game, and, and we're really excited about it. And quite frankly, we're 10 years behind. I, I Sometimes I get mad at myself that we didn't start this earlier. Um, you need to be educated yeah. on so many levels um, when, when you buy uh, rental homes or multifamily properties or getting into commercial space and leasing that out. Um, these are all really um, exciting ways um, – uh, to diversify mm-hmm. uh, your investment portfolio. Um, but, uh, and I think one of the really sexy uh, parts of uh, owning real estate, as you, Jim thinks it's sexy, uh, are some of the tax advantages. So do you want to talk about some of those things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, real estate is, you're kind of the prototypical person that gets into real estate maybe 10 years earlier or yeah. more now, but it's something that somebody gets into. It's tangible. You can feel it. You've got mm-hmm. to understand. You've, you've owned a home now. You know what goes into it. Now Physical got, asset. Yep. You've got the means. You've got the cash means to go yeah. out and, and buy it and, and the cash flow to, to maintain it. Yep. And so now that you're doing that, what are some of the benefits of doing that? Well, number one, first and foremost, this is an investment property. Yeah. Uh, the idea is that when you buy it, hold it over time, the appreciation uh, will in that property will be a nice benefit for you when you yes. sell that property. Yeah. Uh, so over what, time, over, over time, a long right, period. Right. It's, it's, I always tell people real estate's a long game, right? right? Um, but history tells us, and it always repeats itself. If you hold real estate long enough, it will Absolutely. be a pre, an appreciating asset. Absolutely. Uh, so there's the beginning of buying it and there's the end of selling it and in between. This yeah. is what this what, is what we specialize in. Yeah. So there are a lot that, you know, it opens up uh, certain deductions. If you're managing this property, certain things that have to come out of your pocket for you to upkeep, maintain, uh, market this this property are deductible expenses. Those are, you know, your utility expenses, yeah. uh, repair and maintenance expenses. Um, you know, if you've got some uh, personal out-of-pocket expenses, such as just a maintaining an office to maintain the, these some of these properties yeah. there are some deductions but the big one is the depreciation deduction uh, you purchase a property the cost basis is then gets depreciated over 27 and a half years uh, yes you have the out-of-pocket cost up front or the financing costs throughout the years but you get this one to two to three thousand dollar non-cash depreciation deduction yeah uh, that reduces your taxable income yeah. That may uh, help limit some tax liability. Right. But it's always important when you're getting into this situation of renting and thinking that you can deduct everything that you may run into some 
pitfalls, so to right. speak. It's called right. uh, passive activity losses. Yeah. Um, those came about because of, uh, of abuses in the 1980s. So basically what uh, Congress did was limit your deduction if you met a certain adjusted gross income threshold. Yep. So if you were under 100000 and you had losses in your real estate, you could take them off. If you're over a hundred thousand, between a hundred thousand and hundred fifty thousand, the losses you can take get to be get begin to phase out and get limited, or what we call suspended. So that's that's over a hundred thousand with your your gross income. Correct. Okay. Correct. Total income, not right. just the rental. So if you're in the habit of just slamming any or all expenses in that rental real estate, you may want to pull the reins back because yeah. you may not get a get to be allowed to take that deduction. If you're not sitting down with a professional and you're taking all those deductions, you yeah. are low-hanging fruit, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they will come out for you and probably deny those deductions. You're talking about audits. Maybe. Ooh. Or just letters. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> so the important thing is to remember that you know it all is not lost. If it does get suspended, you get yeah. to take that loss when that property produces income or when you sell it. Yep. You just can't walk in with the expectation that every year you're going to get a large deduction because of this rental property. And okay. it's a simple idea is they want you to be in this for like any other investment to make money. This isn't something to yeah. to uh, offset other income. Right. And passive activity, uh, there's there are ways around it if you're a prof- if you're working in this property, you have to be putting in 500 hours a year in that property. Okay. Um, some people may think that's easy to do, but if you're working 2,080 so, hours a year in your regular job, yeah. it's kind of hard to find another 500 hours in that year. So yeah. you got to be careful. You got to make sure you can document all this. Uh, other regulations too, uh, real quick, is that you can also, it also drops to a hundred hours okay. if you're the only one working in it, or if a hundred hours is the, is more than anybody else who's working in it. So, so it would be a benefit to, to to be able to document that Absolutely. you're over the, that hour th- hour threshold for the year. Anytime with the IRS, it's you're guilty until okay. you prove you're 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 correct. So, what are some? What are just maybe a couple of things that that uh, people can do to to cross over that threshold to go from a passive activity to an active sure ownership or whatever? Well, what we see that with people who own multiple properties. Okay, if you're in the one to two, it may not you may not get there. But if you have multiple properties, you're going to have a hard time finding those hours for each yeah. property. Uh, so what you need to do is document your time as best you can. And the IRS actually allows you to group those properties. So you okay. can say, this is one entity. I own five houses, but these five houses are one group. It's a business entity. Exactly. Okay. And so make sure you're, you're, you've got almost like a mileage log. You've got yep. your time noted to what you're doing, whether it's repairing the property, you know, you know surveying the property, making sure that you're dealing with your tenants. Yeah. Uh, stuff that's not included is sitting at home doing the accounting for it. Uh, so you want to make sure you're you're actively engaged and you can prove that. So do you also recommend doing things like getting a separate uh, business account, getting a separate uh, LLC? And that might be getting in the weeds for you as a general topic, but... Anything you can do to give the perception that you're actually making an honest attempt. Yeah. Okay. At, this, at this making money is a good thing. Okay. Uh, LLC is more for the attorney. We'll let uh, you have that yeah. guy on some other yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but uh, anything you can give that perception is important. Okay. okay. Um, Good to know. One other thing on real estate, we kind of we missed this, and I can't believe we, we missed this after yeah. all the tax law changes, is the 1031 exchange. Yes. That's still allowed. Um, that's when you can sell one property for a gain and defer that gain so mm-hmm. long as you put that property 
or excuse me, put those funds in another property. Right. Uh, you have to have third-party intermediary involved in that that to park your funds. You can't take possession of the funds. Right. Otherwise, it's disallowed, but it's a good way to sell a property, basically trade up. Yeah. It's a good way to trade up to get into something bigger and yeah. better that you can trade up later on or sell later on that's right. going to appreciate maybe more than that real estate. And it's anything. You can sell a piece of, uh, you can sell a rental home yeah. and go buy farmland. Right. You can sell a rental home and go buy storage units. Anything that may become, uh, you know, I think it's more a gr- profit for you. I think it's a great way to build. Absolutely. Right? If you're building your 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 uh, portfolio, your real estate portfolio, to me, you know, saving taxes today so that you can build, mm-hmm. right? So you can buy uh, real estate of greater value, or you can build more units um, and, and save money today. You know, you're kicking the can down the road, Absolutely. right? But, uh, but when it comes out, it comes out at preferred rates. You get some capital gain rates versus your ordinary income tax rates. Perfect. So uh, that's the other advantage of owning real estate uh, from an investment standpoint is some of the tax benefits from yeah. the, the way it's way it's taxed uh, yeah. on the income tax return. So capital gain rates versus uh, ordinary income tax rates, another reason to have this conversation with a paid professional. And, and, and our friends, uh, you, you mentioned intermediary, and I've dealt with this uh, several times, but our friends at Ambassador Title um, do a great job um, uh, acting as intermediary for that. Uh, so anybody who's looking to, to make that change, you know, consult with your CPA. Um, certainly, uh, I know Jim does a great job at, at uh, helping me with all my questions, mm-hmm. uh, but you got to get somebody to help you with these decisions before you make a fool of yourself and, and really lose out on some great right. opportunities. These are things you can't go back and, it's crazy. and fix if you've, if you've messed it up. So yeah. it's important to get good advice yeah. uh, because it, you'll, you'll, it'll pay you in the long run. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. What else? Are we missing anything? I've, I've covered what I, I've came here to talk about. Um, you know, if there's anything, if there's any questions coming in, we can certainly answer yeah. those. I don't know if... Again, like I said, everyone's probably filling out their brackets. They're filling out their brackets and, uh, yeah, help helping the the flood victims um, right now. Um, you know, seriously, the uh, the the devastation is is insane. And I hope everybody and I think everybody, you know, we're this is a great town. This is a great town with yeah. great little towns surrounding Omaha. And I, I, so many people say we're the biggest small town in the world, right? <laughs> and um, I think it's absolutely true in these times and. I was listening to a radio show and, you know, radio and news people, they never cry. And one of the hosts was crying about just just because it was so great for them to be able to go and help. Um, uh, what, what was she doing? She was helping with something, um, filling sandbags. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, man, this is really cool. And and I was like in the car just chilling and somebody was looking at me and I'm sitting here, you know, wiping a tear and, and they were laughing at me. But um, in all seriousness, um, you know, man, if you got a little bit extra time or a little bit extra money, help out these flood victims because they're people you know. Yeah. I think that makes it uh, a little bit nicer, a little bit more fun to know the people that you're helping out. Absolutely. Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, Jim, thank you so much for coming on today, brother. Yep. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, you helped me out so much. My pleasure. Uh, you guys, uh, understanding uh, the tax code and, and how the taxes affect you as an individual, um, as a real property owner, as an investor, and as a business person, uh, these you, you cannot not know how this stuff affects you. You have to. It's imperative. 
Um, and I think really the best way to do that um, is to stick to what you're best at and hire Jim, uh, you know, to take care of, um, of the tax part of everything. So we're going to link uh, your contact info. Okay. Um, uh, make sure that uh, if anybody doesn't have uh, great help, uh, Jim's your guy Absolutely. for that. Thank you. Any parting thoughts? Uh, if you see this guy on the street, don't challenge him to an arm wrestling match. <laughs> yeah, that's right, baby. Um, I Thank may you, be sca- It's called wiry. I'm wiry. Wiry. Um, next week, uh, I think, uh, we don't have confirmed yet, uh, but I know the floods have affected so many different things. And uh, we're going to have uh, someone from our friends over at uh, Apex Heating and Cooling to talk about how um, water might affect and other topics, uh, your furnace, air conditioning, your, your HVAC systems. So stay tuned for that because that's really important, uh, especially those for, for those in low-lying areas. Um, but again, thanks, Jim. That's it. We're going to sign off episode nine next week, double digits, 10 straight weeks of doing this. How did we stay so consistent, Brian? I have no idea. We're going to have a party. <laughs> it's not like us. I know. It's not like us. We're doing it. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. That was Real Estate in Your Underwear podcast. Thanks for listening. We broadcast live on Facebook every week, so if you'd like to be part of the action, follow our page and keep an eye out for our next weekly event. We encourage you to send questions our way via Facebook, email, text, or phone call. And as always, if you or someone you know needs help buying, selling, or investing in a home, we want to be your experts. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.